This is an audio version of Cause Area Report Antimicrobial Resistance by Akhil, published on the 6th of June 2023. This post is a summary of some of my work as a field strategy consultant at Schmidt Futures Act 2 program, where I spoke with over 100 experts and did a deep dive into antimicrobial resistance to find impactful investment opportunities within the cause area. The full report can be accessed at a link here. Heading. AMR is a global health priority. Antimicrobials, the medicines we use to fight infections, have played a foundational role in improving the length and quality of human life since penicillin and other antimicrobials were first developed in the early and mid-20th century. Antimicrobial resistance, or AMR, occurs when bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites evolve resistance to antimicrobials. As a result, antimicrobial medicines such as antibiotics and antifungals become ineffective and unable to fight infections in the body. AMR is responsible for millions of deaths each year, more than HIV or malaria. Reference to ARC 2022. The AMR visualisation tool produced by Oxford University and IHME visualises IHME data, which finds that 1.27 million deaths per year are attributable to bacterial resistance and 4.95 million deaths per year are associated with bacterial resistance as shown below. So here's a diagram titled Figure 1, Composition of Global Bacterial Infection-Related Deaths from the AMR Visualization Tool. So this is visualized as a series of nested circles. The outer circle has the deaths from sepsis, which is 13.66 million. Then within that, there's a subset, bacterial infections, which represent 8.88 million deaths. Then once again, another circle within this one, resistance associated, 4.95 million deaths, And finally, the smallest circle, resistance attributable, 1.27 million deaths. This burden does not include that of non-bacterial infections, such as fungi or pathogens, which might increase this burden by several factors. For instance, every year there are 150 million cases of severe fungal infections, which result in 1.7 million deaths annually, reference to Kynes et al. 2020. Unlike for bacterial infections, we do not have good estimates of how many of those are associated with or attributable to resistance. Concerningly, AMR is escalating at an increasing rate. There's a series of references here. One prominent report estimates that AMR will result in 10 million deaths every year by 2050, reference to the Jim O'Neill report 2014. Even more concerningly, we may be at a critical juncture, where if we do not drastically change our current trajectory, we could run out of effective antimicrobials. This would mean that our ability to perform surgery, give cancer patients chemotherapy, or manage chronic diseases like cystic fibrosis and asthma, all of which hinge on the effectiveness of antimicrobials, would be significantly impacted. The very foundations of modern medicine could be threatened. The WHO has warned that we could return to a pre-antibiotic age, which would result in the average human life expectancy going down from 70 to 50 reference to WHO 2015. Beyond the health effects, there is a profound economic cost to AMR for patients, healthcare systems, and the economy. In the USA, the CDC estimates that the cost of AMR is $55 billion every year, reference to Dadgosta 2019. Studies show that as a result of AMR, the annual global GDP could decrease by 1%, and there would be a 5-7% to loss in low- and middle-income countries by 2050. In conjunction, the World Bank states that AMR might limit gains in poverty reduction, 
push more people into extreme poverty, and have significant labour market effects. The importance of AMR is recognised by major governments and multilateral organisations. The WHO calls AMR one of the greatest public health threats facing humanity. The UK government lists AMR on its National Risk Register, and both Gavi and the United Nations Foundation term AMR as a, quote, silent pandemic. Heading. AMR is a neglected field. Although there has been some global response to AMR, it has not been proportional to its threat to the healthcare systems and the economy. Despite many governments developing National Action Plans, or NAPs, in response to the WHO call for the same in 2015, and several public and private organisations, especially CarbX and Wellcome Trust, making significant investments in the space, see the global AMR R&D hub for details on this, that's linked here, it seems unlikely that current investment will be sufficient to curb the rise of AMR. There are several overarching reasons for this. First, various solutions that have the potential to reduce the threat of AMR are either public goods or suffer from market failures that mean that they're currently not economically viable. It is because of this that R&D pipelines for new diagnostics and therapeutics to address AMR have dried up. Secondly, there are inequities in global focus and funding on AMR. For instance, although many countries have established NAPs to address AMR, many resource-constrained countries struggle to fund and implement their plans. Third, there are also competing interests and conflicts of interest between different stakeholders. For example, between stewardship and access in the community between agricultural productivity and inappropriate use of antibiotics, that constrain impact. And four, finally, although there is a committed body of organisations and individuals working on AMR, workers often siloed and the infrastructure that they operate within is sclerotic. Heading. There are tractable interventions to reduce the burden of AMR. There are a number of uniquely and highly impactful opportunities to significantly reduce the burden of AMR, that are untapped by the current funding landscape. AMR is a complex scientific phenomenon and is driven by the use and overuse of antimicrobials in the human, animal and environmental sector. To provide a very brief overview into the types of interventions within the field, below is a simple systems map of the drivers of AMR and the broad solution architecture. The caption for this figure reads, Figure 2, Systems Map of Drivers of AMR and How It Can Be Managed. Human drivers include poor sanitation and hygiene, lack of access to clean water and vaccinations, overuse of antibiotics, and lack of stewardship for responsible use of antibiotics. Animal health drivers include the overuse of antibiotics in intensive factory farming, and environmental drivers can include the overuse of antibiotics from pharmaceutical manufacturing and hospital systems. So this is structured as a flowchart. The first box is titled Preventing the Drivers of AMR, with entries for human factors, animal factors, and environmental factors. That flows to a box titled Surveillance, How We Monitor and Track Trends and Changes in Resistance Patterns. And that flows to Diagnosis, How We Identify Infections and Disease-Resistant Infections in Individual Patients. And that finally flows to Treatment, How We Treat Infections Caused by Drug-Resistant Pathogens. And alongside these is another box that says Ecosystem-Level Inputs, Organisations, Funding, Research, Policy, Talent, Coordination and Governance. The author continues... As part of my work for Schmidt Futures, I specifically sought to identify opportunities where additional work might have big-if-true implications, as well as interventions in areas that are currently being overlooked or are neglected by current actors. In my report, which you can read linked here, 
I offer some recommendations for important actions that can be taken to reduce the burden of AMR. These are structured as a table, there's a column for the area, a column for what the problem is, and a column with recommended actions. So first we have research and development pipelines for new antimicrobials. The problem is that developing new antimicrobials may be crucial in reducing the burden of AMR. However, R&D efforts have lagged. Very few antibiotics have been developed and brought into market in the last few decades, with many large companies reducing or completely halting their AMR work. And recommendations? First, support market-shaping tools to accelerate antimicrobial development. Second, identify and support platform technologies that may unlock and accelerate innovation. Three, fund a massive open online course, or MOOC, which focuses on market incentives for global health R&D. The next row has building and translating evidence into policy. The problem? Although there is a growing evidence base for what the drivers of AMR are and what policies are likely to reduce its burden, there are some gaps in both the research that exists and its prioritisation and translation into policy, which constrain policy design and implementation around AMR. And the recommended actions? First, build quantitative data-driven models of the drivers of AMR. Second, Support work at the intersection of preventative health and AMR. And third, foster a generation of AMR policymakers. The next row, aligning on diagnostic needs. The problem? Developing and having access to appropriate diagnostic tests can help reduce inappropriate use and overprescription of antimicrobials. However, the role of diagnostics is underappreciated and underinvested in, and currently there are no diagnostic tests that are fit for purpose on a global scale. Recommended actions? First, establish a common agenda for AMR diagnostics. Second, support platform technologies. Third, fund organisations that are accelerating translational research for point-of-care diagnostics. And the final row? Creating global momentum. Despite AMR being a significant global problem, it receives relatively little attention. This constrains the flow of talent, funding and policy attention towards AMR. Recommended actions, first, raise the profile of AMR, and second, empower low- and middle-income countries to focus on AMR. Heading, you can get involved. Fund impactful work on AMR. If any of the recommendations or broader work in this report are of interest, I would invite you to get in touch at akil at amrfundingcircle.com. That's A-K-H-I-L. Further, If you have an interest in offering ongoing support to impactful work in the AMR space, I have recently launched the AMR Funding Circle, which aims to identify, vet and prioritise different projects and organisations working on AMR for funders and grantmakers. In the process, the Funding Circle aims to support impactful work in the area and help coordinate the field at large. It will bring together funders who commit to one hour a month for a meeting, plus about an hour outside of the meeting to consider opportunities. To join the network, there is also a $50,000 per year minimum expected contribution to the cause area of AMR. If you're interested in being involved in the AMR Funding Circle, please get in touch with me at akil at amrfundingcircle.com. Found a charity. Charity Entrepreneurship, where I previously worked, did a round of research on health security, and amongst some other great ideas for new charities in the space, have recommended a charity that helps prevent the growth of antimicrobial resistance by advocating for better pool funding mechanisms to drive R&D and responsible use of new antibiotics. If you're interested in this, please feel free to reach out to me or to the CE team directly. This was an audio version of Cause Area Report, Antimicrobial Resistance, by Akhil, 
published on the 6th of June, 2023. This reading was by Perrin Walker and produced by Type 3 Audio.